welcome to Money Elementary, where we talk about money subjects that we should have learned in school. There are no dumb questions except the ones we don't ask. We're starting from scratch so that we cover the very important financial basics. Thanks to my lovely children for that excellent intro. I am your host, Heidi Castillo. I am not a licensed financial advisor, but life has taught me how to deal with finances. In addition to my family's background, one of the primary motivators for this podcast has been my babies. I want to give them all the financial information I wish I had and I needed, but I had to learn the hard way. We want to make it easier to talk about money. People often fail to talk about money for many different reasons. It could be lack of knowledge, culture, or just embarrassment. Money and finances shouldn't be a forbidden topic. The answers are easily available, and we want you to have the questions to ask to get the answers you need. Our goal here at Money Elementary is to allow people to come together and freely discuss each other's financial successes and failures. Sharing our knowledge will help us navigate our financial journey together. So let's talk freely about money. So I love me some analogies, and we're going to start off with a Chinese one. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you will feed him for a lifetime. What we're about to do is teach y'all how to fish. And now, my co-host, who is also my sister. We want to welcome everybody back. We're doing episode two today. And as we mentioned in the last episode, we're going to be doing um, a financial toolkit advice every beginning of the episode. So for this week, it's overdraft fee forgiveness. Most banks have an allotment of six, So if um, by any chance you ever are struggling with uh, paying your overdraft fee, call your bank up and tell them you're struggling, you're having a hard time, and normally they will waive that $35 fee. All right, so today's topic is budgeting and money-saving tips. Get excited. I actually didn't know that. Isha, do you have an example of ever using that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of examples of using that. There was one time when I was broke and I didn't have any money in my bank account, so I got that overdraft fee, and that's pretty much all <laughs> what all the other times look like too. <laughs> well, but yeah, I would call, I would call the bank, and I would tell them, "Hey, I'm going through a very hard time. I need these thirty-five dollars back in my bank account so I can get gas," <laughs> and they would normally be like really nice about it and refund me my money there you go i actually didn't know that one <laughs> so today's podcast is pretty exciting because we're using a real person and real numbers we asked several of our friends to allow us to work with their budget everyone's finances is very personal and private however we did find one brave soul that allowed us to analyze seven months worth of their expenses first of first of all Thank you, Alice, for allowing us to dig into your money. And this is her story. Dun dun. That's law and order for y'all who don't know about it. (laughs) Our first step before starting anything regarding a budget is to identify your goals. What is your goal? Is it to buy a house, a car, buy a nice dress, a wedding ring, travel? Whatever your goal is identify it and hold on to it because that will be your driver during this journey because in reality money is only paper what makes it real is when you're able to accomplish a goal there have been times in the past when I've done a budget 
And in the end, I found out that I'm spending too much on something like restaurants. And my first reaction is, I need to stop on spending X, Y, and Z. However, the purpose of doing your budget is not to stop spending on something. It's to redistribute the money that you plan to save on the goal that you have identified. I don't want to speak for everybody, but usually when I hear the word budget, I cringe. I think that I have to stop spending all my money immediately, but that it is not what we're telling you to do here. Not telling you to do that. So we started off by asking Alice what her financial goals were. And our goal should be our motivation and our drive to do important things like our budget. Heidi, what are your goals? You know, my goal is just to be debt free in five years. I want to be financially independent from my employer. Yes, I know it's going to take sacrifices like maybe going out less or group vacations. Not no vacations because I'm not about that life, but just more low key. It will require more home meals and a vigilant eye on my expenses. In the end, I feel that it will be worth it because I want to be free from the everyday grind. Isha, what about you? Well, I've been really wanting to have a kid, but I also know that kids are very expensive. Daycare? I mean, just Heidi telling me that daycare is almost the cost of rent every month or a mortgage, I just kind of cringe. Not... I want to keep saying cringe, but it's very it hurts my stomach to think about giving $1,200, $1,300 to daycare. So I need to be prepared for that. My other smaller goal is to go travel through Japan for maybe two weeks, three weeks, and be financially comfortable doing that with all my expenses back home. We also asked Alice this question, and her response was very similar. She's worried about the recession in the future. And due to that, she wants to have three months' worth of savings. Her goal is to be between $12,000 and $15,000 in her savings account. Now that we have talked about Alice's goals, the next step is to figure out her total income. For our listeners, these steps involve the following. Calculate how much money you make weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. If you work freelance, then take the average of the income in the past three to six months. For Alice, her income is twice a month, which equals to $4,000. Once you have your income, you need to gather all of your expenses. For our listeners that are using a laptop, go to your bank and or credit card webpage to download your expenses onto your computer. For our listeners using their phones, it will be a little more challenging, but you can either print out your statements or grab a pen and paper and make notes about your expenses. Now let's go over how to categorize the different types of expenses. So there are three type of expenses that need to be identified in a budget. Fixed needs, which are like your rent, your car note, and your car insurance. These expenses typically do not change for long periods of time. Variable needs, these are expenses that may fluctuate due to usage. However, you will always need them. Examples of these are electricity, water, and gas. Variable wants, those are the ones where there's more wiggle room and sometimes you can do without. Examples of these are shopping, going out to eat, or subscriptions, basically a lot of our fun things. Once you identify all your expenses, the money coming in and coming out should zero out. That doesn't mean you have to have zero dollars in your bank account. That means that you should have every dollar accounted for. So if you have money left over, then it should be allocated towards your identified goal. 
For example, let's say that your goal is dancing class. Well, now let's take that extra $200 and be on your way to dancing your heart away. Now, going back to Alice's budget, her budget was overall simple because she only had one credit card and one debit card. It was easier to merge and combine the information to evaluate her expenses. If you have more than one credit card, you would have to consolidate all the expenses. If you have too many to save time, we recommend that you consolidate the ones that you use the most. As Heidi mentioned, there are three expenses, so let's dive into Alice's expenses. Her fixed needs are her mortgage, car note, car insurance, gym membership, and internet, and that total was $2,677. Remember, these are all monthly expenses that do not change unless you change the provider. With your mortgage, it can be a little different, and there are many ways to reduce your mortgage, but we will talk about that in another podcast because we need to go into detail, the nitty-gritty, and what that process looks like. Next, we have Alice's variable needs, which are her transportation, groceries, utilities, such as her water, gas, and electric bill, medical bills, family emergencies, and she has fur babies that she sometimes needs to take to the vet. That total for her was $879. Variable needs vary. (laughs) They vary from month to month. For example, here in Texas, our electric bill is high in the summer and low in the winter. By doing your budget month to month, you will start to see trends in your bills. And if you spot something that is too high, then you can investigate why that's happening. So as Isha said, you can look at trends and see when things are going south. For example, my water bill had jumped from 300 gallons to 1,000 gallons a day. I went back and looked at every month for the year, and sure enough, I had a leak. I showed the city of Houston proof that the leak was fixed, and they reimbursed me several hundred dollars for the months that I was overcharged. So it definitely helps to keep an eye out on those monthly usage trends. And actually, when I told this to Isha, she didn't even believe me. I still don't believe you because I feel like the city of Houston never gives back to us. But yes, she showed me the receipts, literally. <laughs> I had to give, give her proof. And she did because I was just in such disbelief. But I'm a believer now. And now I have another awesome financial tool to put in my little belt. And finally, Alice's variable want expenses were restaurants and retail which totaled to $747. And for Alice's overall expenses, drum roll please. Heidi, what was her expenses? Okay, so her total expenses were $4,304. Now we said earlier that her income was $4,000. That means she was $304 short. So she's over budget. How is she doing it? She was digging into her savings account. This is a big no-no. Girl, Alice, you in danger. You in danger, girl. (laughs) First things first, let's go over all the good things that Alice is doing to maximize her fixed category. Okay, so about 50% of her income is going towards her mortgage. It's a large amount. However, she's investing in her future. When we rent, to some extent, we are throwing our money away because we will never own that apartment. 
Yes, the ownership does come with expenses such as maintenance and taxes. However, in the long run, real estate is a very smart investment. In addition, Alice also told us that she shopped her interest rate and got a very good rate. Just to point out, if you're planning to purchase a house, always keep in mind not to accept the first interest rate offer. Isha and I, we shopped our mortgage rates like crazy. So it's good to hear that others are doing this as well. We'll do another podcast that goes more in depth into mortgage rates. Stay tuned for that. Alice also mentioned that she shopped around for her car insurance. She got four quotes from different insurance companies and her savings were about 40 bucks a month. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that's $480 a year, y'all. So Alice is doing it with her car insurance. She's saving there. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing that we noticed is that her phone bill was only 45 bucks. To me, that's goals right there. We asked Alice who she was using because I was very amazed and she said she was using Cricut. She said, why does she need to go off paying a hundred bucks to a major cell provider when all she needs is phone, texting, and internet usage? Along with her gym and internet, Alice also got those at a really great rate. So good job, Alice, with your fixed expenses. She is getting the maximum for her dollars. So we also did see places where she needed to do improvements. First, she's double spending on food. Her restaurant and groceries are $500. I would say ditch the restaurants and start cooking at home. When you start doing that, you do have to shop for your groceries, just like we shop everything else. Yes, we all have to eat. (laughs) But we don't have to go to the same grocery store all the time. Grocery stores know that we are creatures of habit. They set up a store in your neighborhood. It's more likely that you will go to this store all the time and never visit the one that's maybe five miles away. When they first open up, they give you all the specials. They get you comfortable and they slowly start increasing the prices. Here lately, it's been a little different due to inflation. I'm still super shocked to see a dozen eggs close to $3. How do you battle these prices? Well, for me, the way that I have been doing it is I have been going to different grocery stores in my neighborhood. I know gas is high, however, it may be worth to check out the surrounding stores. So, for example, I used to shop at HEB. I don't have anything against HEB. Sometimes I still shop there from time to time. But I had noticed that my bill was doubling. It was beyond my comfort level, so I had to start looking for grocery stores that had more affordable prices. Fortunately, I found Aldi's. I have been shopping there for about a year now. Now the prices have started creeping up on things like chicken and other meats. So I have started looking at alternate stores to buy my poultry. I still buy many of my items at Aldi's. My point is, shop your surrounding area. Don't fall into the it's expensive here, so it must be expensive everywhere else syndrome. One of the things that we noticed about Alice's uh, budget was that she was doing a very crazy amount of shopping on Amazon. And I know Heidi has a little bit of feelings about Amazon, so I'm going to let her take this away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, Amazon is convenient and sometimes it is inexpensive. However, they are not always the best price. For example... I was at Michael's once and I saw a children's eating tray for $7. I was curious and decided to price check other stores. 
Well, to my surprise, Amazon had the exact same item, color and everything, for $25. And that was being advertised as a 25% sale price. Anyway, Amazon has a lot of sellers that buy from Alibaba and they resell it. That's why you see the same item being sold three different prices by three different sellers. And I'm not saying don't buy from Amazon. I'm saying don't be an exclusive Amazon customer. Just like we did diversify our investments, diversify your expenses. All the companies that sell products and services have one thing in common. They know that we like convenience and we get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Explore other options. I am very guilty of shopping on Amazon. I am obsessed with their dresses, but I've also found that by shopping, like comparing prices that Amazon has compared to Target, Walmart, or any other store, any big chain store, you'll see that the prices kind of change drastically sometimes. Sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're different. Also, make sure that you're, you're checking prices in other stores to get the most bang for your buck. Yeah, and I've fallen into the whole Amazon purchases as well. I was spending quite a bit on Amazon. That's one of the reasons that I canceled my subscription. I, like, I guess I have no control, so I'm just canceling it. <laughs> oh, we were talking about the other day how Target, Walmart, Home Depot, they actually have like a 90-day return policy. Mm-hmm. And Amazon only has a 30-day. And Heidi recently bought me a gift from Amazon, and it broke the first time I used it. <laughs> now they don't want to give her her money back. <laughs> We're going to fight it though. Because we get in our $40 back. <laughs> so Isha's present was the last straw. I was furious. And I'm like that's it. I'm not doing it ever again. <laughs> uh, okay. Off our Amazon rant. <laughs> I have different things to say about clothing purchases. Um, I'm not a brand person. I'm more of a, if it looks good on me, I'll buy it. But if you guys like brands, hey, more power to you. Whatever the item is, take advantage of sales and shop the item that you're looking for. Personally, I go to discount stores, Ross, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, thrift stores, and I also compare online stores as well. Lately, I have found that the prices are better at stores. Yes, it may take a little extra time um, and it's not as convenient as a click on a website, but see your efforts as the fuel that will be used to attain your goals another important just tidbit when you're going to like ross or marshall's or tj maxx go in the morning if you don't like crowds i hate crowds and that's why i tend to do online shopping but you're gonna always find sell section at this store or at these stores and you might find some great stuff that will cost you retail price online so Go early, just to avoid the traffic of all the people there. But anyways, back to Alice. <laughs> so, Alice is $300 over budget. So, our final solution for Alice was we need to address the amount of shopping she's doing and the amount of restaurants she's going to or she's eating out too much. And she's also buying groceries. So, one has to cancel, one has to budge. Cutting retail in half and eating at home instead of going out are really great alternatives. She's also considering doing overtime at work to try to get an additional income in her household. So we told her that it was going to take approximately four years for her to get to her goal. 
So she realized that it's that that's a really long time. So she's actually considering getting a roommate to get another form of additional income to speed up that time. So I do want to be clear about something. I don't agree completely with not spending on things that you love. I'm very much of living your best life in moderation. What does that mean? If your goal is to buy a house, but you love going out with your friends, should you just stop? No, live life, but in moderation. For example, if you used to go out every week, then go out maybe once a month, or maybe have people come over, like potluck style. Focus on your larger goal and control your best life in moderation. I hear a lot of save, 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 and I think at some point it gets exhausting because you forget to live. If I was able to talk to my younger self, I would have said, girl, go budget for one vacation a year, even if it's camping. Please remember your goals, but also remember to live a little. They can both be done when there's a budget. I love camping so much. It's so cheap. Like, I think I spent $50 um, for a campsite for like three nights or two nights. It's really nice. And I got to see like this, if you like nature, and if you like to be outside, because sometimes it gets real rough out there when it's hot, but you know, it's about <laughs> or the- Or get ex- rained on. <laughs> or you get rained on. It's about the experience though. You're not gonna get that by staying at home. Anywho, getting back on topic, let's go over some money-saving tips that can get you closer to staying within your budget and achieving your goals. Shop for your fixed expenses every year. Loyalty does not have a place in your budget. Talk to a human when you're getting quotes for insurance or other utilities. I've just found that to be more helpful because sometimes when you are asking the internet for a quote because you don't want to talk to a human, um, they don't give you some benefits that a human can like just in a click of a button do for you, a sales representative. So Try to get over that and call (laughs) if you can. Um, Also, save for whatever your goal is. Watching movies at home or cooking at home, having BYOBs or potlucks at home with your friends and family, all of those things can actually save you money. Another saving point that I would like to bring up is new versus buying gently used. It's just a suggestion, but I have found that I have saved a, saved a ton, especially when buying furniture. Mm-hmm. I usually use either OfferUp or Craigslist. Last year, for, as an example, I was looking for a burrow sofa set. Initially, I was looking for a new one, and I found that it was like $5,000. And I was like, uh, I can't do that. So I was about to give up, and then I decided, hey, let me just check up offer up and I actually wasn't even expecting to find anything there but it turns out I found the exact one that was for $5,000 for $300 it was in mint new condition the guy I bought it from he was just selling it because he was getting married and his fiance didn't like the furniture set I happily said congratulations and went home with my almost new furniture set not only did I save $4,700 But I also saved the time that it would have taken to budget for that expenditure. Instead, I continued to save the money for a higher priority for me, which was a Disney vacation. (laughs) Priorities. Heidi is the offer up queen. Every time I'm trying to find something that I want for the house, I'm like, Heidi, can you find me some chairs? 
Heidi, can you find me some wool rugs? Heidi, can you find me a nightstand? She found all those things for me on OfferUp. She found me some chairs for my island. Six chairs for $200. She found me a 100% wool rug. If you go check on wool rugs, they are approximately $800 to $1,000. I got it for $150. And I got some nightstands. So my, furni my furniture in my house is used, but it looks great. I love it. So thanks, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one final point that I would like to bring up is the time in which you purchase your items. They will be less expensive at certain times of the year. All of the large purchases like TVs, cars, even houses are all going to be cheaper in the winter. Even small things are cheaper in the winter. We all have to do our taxes and so do these companies. So they're willing to put things on sale and get something for it rather than hold it on for inventory. I usually have a November, December list for large items. For example, I bought a new truck in December and I got an excellent deal. Try to buy clothes outside of the season as well. If it's summer, look for clothes for winter and vice versa. Flights, if you're looking for to book a flight, they're less expensive if you book, for example, on a Wednesday rather than book it on a Saturday. There's a science to booking cheap flights, but that's for another podcast. I agree with everything you just said. I, I've learned all these things from Heidi. So all that stuff that she just said right there, she's told me many a times and it's ingrained in my brain. So much so that when I purchased my house, I made sure that I did not buy it in the springtime. That is when they rack up the prices so high on houses because everyone wants to get a home in the springtime because it's a beautiful season. So I made sure I bought it in the dead of winter when it was freezing outside and no one wants to go out. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to sell your house, sell it in the springtime to rack up the price and get the most for your money. But if you're going to buy, make sure you buy in the winter. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're going to buy it in the winter, you're more likely to get a good deal for that house. Didn't they give you a, uh, a free AC cover thing that wasn't originally covered? Yes, they did. They gave me a cover for my AC unit. And that was that was very nice of them because it was about $1,000. That I didn't have to spend. So people feel really giving during the season. So make sure you take advantage of that. <laughs> but we want to recap everything we've learned and talked about today. So make sure that you identify your financial goal. Make sure that all of your fixed expenses are at your lowest. This will take some homework to do, but it's worth it. So your insurance, your phone bill, your electricity, your internet, your cable... If you have a security system in your home, shop for that too. Shop your variable needs too, such as your gas, your electric bill, and your groceries. Don't be on autopilot and just accept these high prices because you can get a better rate. For your wants, try going away from the comfort of online stores such as Amazon and give discount stores a shot, or just regular stores for that matter. Try offer up for those things that don't have to be new. Thanks for coming to class. It looks like that's the end of our uh, podcast today. And as the last episode, there's homework. Do your budget. One of the most important parts of budgeting is to find out what your financial goals are. Now is the best time. Don't put it off. 
consolidate your expenses and subtract them from your income. What does that leave you with? Are you in the green? Yes. Then save for your goal. Are you in the red? Make the needed modifications to reach your goal. Remember, stay focused and motivate and you will reach your goals. Share this knowledge with your family and friends because knowledge is power. Toodles! This Money Elementary. Money Elementary. Bye. <laughs> Got questions? Email us at questions at moneyandrentry.org.